green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, May 30th. Keeping in step with the Spirit. Today's scripture reading, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26 from the New International Version, which reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another. This is God's Word. Now that we've reached the halfway point in Paul's letter to the Galatians, having finished page three, we're hitting the pause button before proceeding on with processing the rest of it. So consider this an official intermission, like the ones we used to have in theaters when a movie three hours or more at length was showing. And yet, we want this to be a meaningful intermission, one that provides intentional space in which to further process a key theme we saw emerge in our reading of the first three pages of Galatians, namely the dynamic reality of the Holy Spirit. Did you receive the Spirit due to your performative compliance with a religious system or because of your posture of an attentive, life-changing trust? Having started this race with the empowering breath of God, do you think somehow you can finish it with the huffing and puffing of mere human effort? There's the question of the hour, or rather of the next few weeks, kicked off on what we know as the day of Pentecost. The word Pentecost is from the Greek word meaning 50th day, because in Jewish tradition, when Passover celebration ended, they counted 50 days and then celebrated the beginning of the summer harvest. Pentecost was a time of first fruits, of ingathering, of the first harvest of their efforts in that agrarian society. It was also the moment in which they marked the giving of the Ten Commandments, followed by the delivery of the rest of the Mosaic system involving divine mandates, a sacrificial system, and the blueprints for the holy place in which those sacrifices and offerings would be made by the newly established priesthood. You could say that it was a time of ingathering of the newly forged nation of Israel around the base of Mount Sinai. For generations to come, it would remain one of three times annually when all Jewish culture would gather in celebration of their national identity, heritage, and history. It was during one of those celebrations, many centuries after Sinai, that another, more expansive harvest took place, as the divine breath filled the holy place, 
fulfilling a deep-seated longing expressed at the inception of the Mosaic system, that all of God's people would be empowered by that divine breath, not just Moses and a handful of elders. And so it did. Paul's incredulity is that now the Galatians would close the windows and bolt the heavy doors, as the mayor of the French village did in the opening scene of Chocolat, after the heavy church doors were blown open by a sly wind that blew in from the north. This, after all, is what we do when faced with the unpredictable wind. We shut it out preferring the climate-controlled environment of our own making, with all of its serenity and calm and predictability, and where everything stays right where we left it and happens just as we planned it. These next few weeks, we challenge ourselves to let that divine breath into our interior spaces as we consider the nature and dynamic of the Holy Spirit through a series of biblical metaphors. For when it comes to all things infinite and God, what else do finite beings have but metaphor? And as we do, suspended over our heads like a huge banner is Paul's challenge to the Galatians and to us. If we live by the Spirit, then let us keep in step with the Spirit. Ah, keeping in step with the Spirit. Now, just what might that look like. So how about making some space for reading about the wind-rattling day of Pentecost in Acts 2, all 47 verses. Pray for fresh ears and eyes to hear and see as if for the first time. Put yourself there, either in the upper room or out in the temple courtyard below, or both. What do you see? How does this whole scene strike you now? Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. How would you describe your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Is this a door you've ever allowed to be opened? Is it one that, having been opened, you've endeavored to shut and bolt? Or is it one you're still waiting to see blown wide open as you wait and wait and wait? Breath of heaven, how utterly foreign you are to me. How like an undiscovered country beckoning to me, inviting me, teasing me, unsettling me. Come, O oh sly wind, blow open these doors and disturb all we have so neatly arranged with a new thing you would do. And restrain me from the immediate impulse to contain you, or worse, to bottle you. <laughs>